Hello and welcome to the Hygiene Profit Leaders Podcast, where we give you weekly tools and tips to teach you how to grow your hygiene department. We're your hosts, Rachel Paul and Vicki Collier. Hello, Rachel. Good to see you today. Hey, Vicki. Good to see you too. So we have been on this whole kick on the three ways to grow your hygiene department, and we've been spending some time in the area of increasing new patients. Sure because it is so important. It is, it is the lifeline of your practice. That is right. New patients. That's right. So we are going to talk today about the top four mistakes your front desk team is making that is really hurting those new patient numbers. And these are mistakes that they probably don't realize they're making. I can guarantee you they don't realize that they're <laughs> making this because I used to make these mistakes. I did the same thing. So I worked at a, a pediatric dental practice for several years as the as the practice manager. Mm-hmm. So I was on the phones quite a bit. Right. And knowing what I know now. Yes. Wow. Yes. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So there, we'll go through these, and as we go through these, I want you to think about your front desk team. Right. How, are they yeah. doing any of these? And just yeah. just listen to those calls. I, I think a lot of times doctors assume that they are doing everything they need to do right. to get those new patients right. in. Right. But when was the last time you actually really evaluated that? Sure. And it doesn't mean that you don't have a friendly staff or it has nothing exactly. to do with no, that. Exactly. No, no. And that's the, sometimes the misconception. Um, we um, actually, I thought, I don't need to, I'm good on the phones. You know, I'm good because I'm friendly and I'm kind and I tell them everything they need to know <laughs> about coming in. And we know that that's not always the thing that they need to hear. Right, right. And that actually leads me to the the first mistake that a lot of your front desk team is making. And I was so guilty of this. Mm-hmm. And that is, we call it verbal vomit. Right, right. And so what's it's, that? It's saying too much. Saying too much. And so I always tell, I always like to tell offices when I'm in there, your job is to get them through the right. door. You're not there to diagnose over the phone. Right. You know, the patient calls and says, oh, I need a crown. Okay, well, how do we know that, right? Yeah, I, right. The, the, the only way to know that is to just get them in the office and let us look at it. Right, and then <laughs> let your wonderful clinicians and your your doctor and your hygienist. And because what happens with that, Rachel, if we talk too much... We can sometimes talk them out of it. I, would, I, I remember a phone call once that I was listening to in an office, and, um, and the, the, the call, I was going to call to make an appointment. The call went on for, for 13 minutes, and at one point there was discussion of implants, and, and she said, and then they drill it into the bone. And I thought I was going to faint, <laughs> even though I know dentistry. And I thought, okay, that's probably not the best way to get a possible implant patient to come into your office. Right. That's just way more information than that person needs on the phone. And you just scared them away. Yeah. Whether they were a candidate for that or not at this point, we don't know because we right. haven't seen them. Right. So sometimes too much is too much. And I think it's really hard, especially for for those who have the dental experience on yes. the phone. Yeah, we right. want to tell what we know. Right, and you think you're helping them out. Yeah, you think the more so, you say, the more you talk to them, they're going to be convinced to oh, just come right on in. I was the worst yeah. at this, too, because I <laughs> practiced hygiene for years, sure. and then I was here I was on the phones. I'd have a parent call in and want to bring their child in, tell me about their tooth, and here I was. Try, well, it could be this. I'm like, what? How do what? I know. <laughs> and I just scared them away, and I wonder why they're like, okay, well, we'll call you back, and yeah, then right. hang up, yeah. right? So. Yeah. We're a lot of us are guilty of it, and it's because we have the best intentions. Sure, but 
And, and the end of the yeah. day, we're just scaring them away. And it's, you don't have a method. You don't have a, you don't have the the way to do it the right way. Right. You know? Right. Um, the second mistake Ooh. that I, I, I going to say, but I know is uh, asking about insurance. Sometimes you ask about insurance first. I hear I this have all called. The time. Even my medical doctor, mm -hmm. I'd like to make an appointment with Dr. Blank. And it, well, do you have insurance? And I have started saying, is that a prerequisite for coming into your office? Yeah. Just to just to throw them off the whole, you know, because that's the only thing they're focused on. Right. And we, and what happens is, as a hygiene or a clinical team, we want those patients to accept things regardless of their insurance. But if the first thing they're asked about on the telephone when they call to make an appointment is if they have insurance, we are putting the focus right back on it and making it the most right. important thing. Yeah, and you're setting the tone for that sure. visit. You're sure. telling that patient that, hey, we we care about insurance and we're only going to do what insurance <laughs> and, covers. And basically, if you've got insurance, if you don't have insurance, you can't afford it. I mean, you know, it's almost a message of... Sometimes I tell people, like, when you... When you are asking that question, you could also offend people that sure. don't have insurance. Right. Like, oh wait, I can't come there if I right. don't have insurance. Sure. So it's but it's a very natural thing. It is. So many people on the phones. Again, they think they're helping them out. Right. Right. We're gonna go ahead and do all this, get all your insurance information, but you're actually putting up barriers. Right. Or how many times have I heard of them ask, um, do you have insurance? And maybe it's like this would be my husband anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. What is it? Oh, I don't know. My wife sure. handles that. Right. And then he doesn't schedule because I could tell you that's exactly yeah. what would happen. Yeah. Right. Right? Yeah. And he would come home and tell you to do it. And when, you know, if it's like me, it would be forever before I have to. I'll right. get around it. I'll put that on my list of things to do. Exactly. Okay? <laughs> exactly. So I think that's a big, big barrier. Sure. And, and again, we're not saying these things because your front desk team doesn't have the best intentions. They, you don't know what you yeah. don't know. Sure. Um, I did not know this when I was on the phones, and I can guarantee you, your front desk team people, if they right. have not been trained with the Scheduling Institute and their, sure. their new patient mastery training, then they, I can guarantee you this is happening in your practice. Right. And this doesn't mean that we know that patients want to use their insurance, and we want to maximize that in any way we can. Yes. But you just don't want that to be the, the, the first focus of coming into your practice because right. if it, it begins a, a process that now that's the thing that the patient is focusing on. Right, and, and now they're them. coming in and they're seeing mm -hmm. your hygienist who's uh, maybe recommending fluoride and mm -hmm. they're the first exactly. thing out of their mouth is wanting to know if their insurance it, it, right, covers it because right. that's the first thing you ask them. Exactly, exactly. So I think and we talked about if you're just in office that is just doing a profi exam, bite wings, profi exam, bite wings, profi, and not offering other services that aren't covered by insurance, which insurance has kind of trained us to do that too. Right. You know, um, you are not going to see that practice grow because no. there are a lot of things out there that patients need and that they want that and is not going to be covered. And happily will pay and for outside will pay of for. insurance. We've yes. got to get that mentality out of our brains. Yeah, and we've got to be confident about those things as yeah. well because it's all, it also comes, I'm just thinking of experience where I had someone present something to me that uh, was a great a great piece of equipment in the in my eye doctor's uh, office and and the way it was presented was, um, you know, we, we really have this, this really nice piece of equipment that can actually analyze your eyes and it can see cancer and it can see, you know, all, it was also a magic wand almost. Mm -hmm. And, but, um, you know, but your insurance is not going to pay for it. And I said, and it's $25. And I thought, $25? That's a steal for some piece of equipment that you can tell me all these things about mine. But then, but her, her presentation was just the pits because she thought that it, I was going to be held back because my insurance wouldn't pay for that. Right. Um, so, you know, if she had said, 
$2,500, I might have had to step back just a tad. <laughs> yeah, but, but $25, but, you, know, leave, so, you know, yeah. start with that barrier and then right. what are the Absolutely. benefits? And I can guarantee you, using that yeah. method, your patients will gladly accept it. But Absolutely. if you don't make the recommendation, you, they don't even, yeah, right. They won't even know that that's... Sure. Um, and I don't want, I wouldn't want my dermatologist just to, just to recommend what my insurance pays for. I know. You know, I want her to tell me things that will help me look 20 years younger. You know? <laughs> exactly. But I don't want her to make the decision of what she should offer me, yes or no, because I'd like to make that decision myself. It may be something that I can save up for or plan for or rearrange a little cash for. Or, exactly. you know, and we know dental patients do the same thing. Yes, they do. Yeah. So I think about, you know, are, is that a top question that is coming out of your mouth when you guys are on the phone answering these calls. Right. Are you putting an emphasis on insurance before that patient even comes into the door? Because sure. if you are, I can tell you right now, you're not setting your hygienist up. Right, right. And then the third thing, the third mistake that um, we, we hear this a lot is we'll ask them if they wanted to schedule. <laughs> Would you like to make an appointment? Well, no, I just... I'm just calling to say hi. Nothing better to do today than just go down the list of, of, of offices to see what you guys had going on. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. So obviously they want to schedule because they just called you. Right. <laughs> so let's let's get you in to meet right. Dr. Smith. You're going to love him. So if you don't make the offer and just get them on your schedule, right. by all means, stop asking. Yeah. Let's get you on the schedule. <laughs> Did you want to schedule? Yeah, stop that right now. Okay. <laughs> and then the fourth mistake that we hear a lot is um, they'll, we'll, we'll hear them on the phones and they do a great job. Mm -hmm. And then the patient will say, well, great. Let me talk to my husband or my wife or check my insurance because you just asked them about <laughs> that. Right. Uh, and then And then you say, great, well, give us a call back and you hang up. You have just missed an opportunity to call this person back and follow up with them. That's right. If that you don't know who they are and what their number is, you're, you're, you're law. I mean, there, there's no chance of getting in touch with that person again who showed some interest in your practice. Yep. So you are, you have got to follow up. Yeah. Get there. May I get your name and number? Mm -hmm. I'd love to follow up with you to make right. sure that right. we get you scheduled or whatever, whatever the reason right. they called for, right? You kind of combining all those things. I've heard people hang up and say, oh, that was just a shopper. They were just shopping around, you know. You want to be, they, for some reason, they saw your number. They were interested in you. They were, heard about you from someone. They picked up the phone and called you. If you do any of these four things, and usually all of these four things, you're dropping the ball. Yeah. You're, you're ta not taking advantage of the lead of that person who right. has showed interest. Right. You are talking them out of the appointment. Uh, going back to, I know we mentioned this in another episode, but then you're wasting the marketing dollars. Yeah. So if your yeah. doctor invests $100 for every new patient, that you know, acquisition cost, we talk a mm -hmm. lot about that. Mm -hmm. um, and you just did any of these four or a combo of <laughs> combination mm -hmm. of a couple, mm -hmm. then there's a good chance that that patient did not get scheduled. And yeah. $100 and, and you may as well of your marketing dollars. you happening when they yeah. <laughs> Not only that, it, Remember, we talked about them being worth $1,500. Right. You can flush $1,500 plus your $100 acquisition cost to get them through the door. Plus, the now your hygienist and your dentist don't have the opportunity to meet that patient mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. ask for referrals. Right. I mean, it's just like a whole big It is a snowball. snowball yes, it is. 
So it really is. So I just encourage you to please to pay attention to your front desk, pay attention to your phones. How are they being answered? Do you have verbal vomit going on mm. into your practice? Mm. Do you have? Are we asking for insurance? And the patient half the time doesn't even bring it up. Mm-hmm. And I always say, if they care about insurance, by the way, it is typically the first thing out right. of their mouth. Absolutely. Um, stop asking if they want to schedule. They are calling <laughs> they want you to with a. They do want to schedule. Get them in your door, and then uh, finally make sure you are following up if they yeah. if they don't schedule. Sure. So get their name. All you need to do is get their name and their number. Sure. We don't need like a whole no, health history no. on the patient. Yeah. Just very Keep simple. simple. Keep it simple, and then follow back up with that. Uh, I encourage you to if you have not taken the five star challenge, please go to the Scheduling Institute's homepage. That's schedulinginstitute.com and request the five-star challenge. Or if if you are a member and it's and it's been a while since you've been certified, um, go ahead and give us a call. Let's let's get your front desk certified because again, your hygiene department is affected by these new patient numbers. So when you get that cleaned up, your hygiene department sure. now has an opportunity to move into increasing that size of purchase and that frequency of purchase. So thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast if you haven't done so and request a free hygiene analysis off our website. Thanks for tuning in.